The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Hi, this is Sujantra. Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. All right. Okay, so for our philosophy tonight, let's, um, let's dig in a little bit to this idea of the why of our meditation. And so, am I right with the basic idea that um, the first thing, like when you start to ask yourself why you want to meditate, that you come up with a, with a quality? So when you first ask yourselves, you know, why do you want to meditate? Is, is it for a, for a quality? Um, Inga, what, what, what was your experience? Yeah, I was thinking about bringing more happiness. More happiness, okay. Um, and what, what did... Did anyone else have that 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 response to your why? Was was a quality or an energy or what about for you, Mike? Stillness. Stillness. Okay. Okay. Anybody else want to share what their their initial reason was? Um, so, so the quality was though was, yep. Okay. Good. More clarity. And then, so let's let's take that as an example. So, looking in, at oneself and saying, "Okay, I want more clarity." Then, I think it's it's then when you go like to the deeper why, then you can start to look at what the clutter is. Or what was your quality, Inga? Happiness, right. So if we look at the um, if we look at the happiness, then going deeper and, and not, not to speak personally about Inga's life, but what might we discover um, either theoretically or you can just say from your own experience, what, what might we discover if that, that would be a source of unhappiness? What might be something? Problem at work. Right, so the problem at work is, is causing um, unhappiness situation at work, causing unhappiness, and so we come to the meditation for happiness. What might be another example? When I ask myself the question again, I kind of came back to the something from my thinking, and that it's my variability, or even if you think anger or feeling can be 
Mm-hmm. So all of the all of the thoughts that are going on, or the irritability, and then what what if what if we asked what what's what's making me irritable, right? And then and then we could follow that <clears throat> line of line of uh, inquiry, because one of the ideas in the in the Indian philosophy or in, or in the, the human, uh, human the, our human state is that in our essence the, the nature of the self, the nature of our deepest being is pure happiness or is pure joy or peace and so in the the writings of yoga it says that the self, capital S, not like the ego self, but the, the capital S, the, the deepest self that we are, the, the, the nature of the self is happiness. That, that's, our, that's our foundation. And so if, if we imagine that we have this core of this happiness or this joy or this effulgence, however you want to visualize it, light or beauty, but what happens is it gets covered. And so then where, where so here's this, this peace and this harmony, this happiness, and then there's this covering, and then, and then we're, we're, at, we're on the outside of the covering having our experience of life. And it's primarily with our awareness turned outward. And that becomes pretty, that, that shift in awareness between focusing outward and inward the, the, breath, the, the breath technique that we did, the listening, is a really good example because on, on one hand, you're listening to the flute music. You hear it outside of you. And then you try to focus in on your breathing, that ujjayi breath. Did, that, did anybody not get, was anyone not able to find that, the, um, the sound of the breath? Everyone got it. Okay. So, and that's, that's a more internal sound, right? So that, that begins to show you how you can turn your awareness inward or, or from far, from, you know, environment into your internal sense. And so the same idea in meditation is that you learn to, instead of always be focusing outward on outer circumstances or situations or thoughts, that you learn to be able to turn inward and reconnect with that deeper peace. But the, then the challenge is, how do you break through the, um, the uh, however you want to think of it, how do you break through the world of thought that you've created that's, that um, separates you from that deeper part of yourself or the life circumstances you've created or that you're allowing to continue that are they're kind of blocking that. <clears throat> Did anybody arrive at a at a an awareness of a circumstance or a situation that really needs to change in 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 your life? Of what? Making a plan. 
Sure, that may, that, that's um, because if, you're, if there's uh, someone else the other day was telling me the same thing. Oh, one of the guys who works as a waiter at Jody Bihanga, he said every, every night when he goes to sleep now, he makes a list of like the most important things that he wants to achieve the next day, like three or four things. Because then he says, if, what's that? Yeah, and so he said when he wakes up in the morning, he looks at the list and it like, whereas if he doesn't do that, it can kind of get amorphous and, and drifting. Mary. Mm, that's a good question. So if, if we're in a circumstance where we want someone else to change and <laughs> they're not changing <laughs> like we want them to. So there, something that uh, Sri Chamoy, my teacher, used to say is that peace begins when expectation ends. Peace begins when expectation ends you know that one. And if we, go, if we go a little deeper, not deeper, but if we, if we look at, um, there's a writing called the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhagavad Gita, and one of the principal teachings in there is that you have the right to action, like as a human being living and breathing. We, have, we, we, we can act. We can do things. We can think things. So we have the ability to act. We have the right to act. But we don't have the right to expect certain things to happen. And this is at a deep level. You know, you don't want to oversimplify it like, you know, you work for your boss and you expect a paycheck. That's reasonable. That's like social contract. But this is deeper things. So if there's someone that you love and you care immensely about and you want them to be different so you do certain things, then what the teaching is saying is that you have the right to do everything in your power to, to help them to change and to help them to grow. But then the, the idea is let go of the expectation of them changing in a certain way. So there's a certain le like level of detachment in there. So another way to look at it is to do things unconditionally. So when you do things conditionally, you do it with the idea that, okay, I'm doing this, but here's the condition I'm expecting to result from, versus unconditional is you're doing it unconditionally. And there's a nice, there's a nice passage in a book called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Has anyone read The Prophet? Only Mary. Um, I would highly recommend reading The Prophet. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful writing, and it's a story of this, um, and it's short. It's probably like 60 pages, and print's big, and there's usually beautiful um, drawings in there. And this wise man is about to, um, he's about to sail to another land. So there's all these analogies in there. But he's about to sail, and the village comes out to greet him and to meet him one last time. And they ask him questions. Tell, tell us about love. Tell us about being a parent. Tell us about... And, and he offers this, these beautiful advice. 
And in the, in the one about being a parent, he says, and this you know, flows into this idea of um, detachment, He's, he says, as the parent, you know, you're the bow. You know, a, a, like bow and arrow. He says, the parent is the bow, so you have to be strong, and you have to be taught, and really clear, and you know, you're, you're the powerful instrument, but your child is the arrow. And so the bow's job is to be there, to be strong, to do its job. But then, when it releases the arrow, then it's out of the bow's hand. Because the, bow, the arrow's going to go to a place where the bow has never been. It's, it's going to the target, which is far away. And, and that's, the detachment, um, that's the detachment that we're talking about in this unconditional part. So ultimately, there's the archer, too. You know, the archer is life, or the archer is God, or you have to think about who the archer is. But that idea that, that the bow, you draw it back and you shoot it, and, but the arrow, it's going to a place you've never been. Or you imagine if one time you were an arrow, you know, and you shot away from your parents and you landed in a certain place, and they're like, what are you doing with your life? And why are you moving to California? Why are you doing these things? And then this is your starting point. So then you pick up, you're the, you're the archer, you pick up and you shoot the arrow. And the arrow is going to go to a whole other place where you've never been. And so that's that idea of you do your part unconditionally. You be, the, you be that, that energy in the bow's life, in the arrow's life, so it can shoot off. But then you have to let go. And that's where you get into the... Uh, the the uh, ideas of like being detached from the result. Doing your best, you be the strong bow, you be the good archer, but then you have to let it go to its own place. And so we were, Mary had mentioned how do you deal with circumstances or, or, or um, people that are not the way we want. So there's one way to deal with them. What's another way? If people around you, if, if the way they're being is not nurturing you, is not, is not, is not giving you peace or, or life energy. Right. So, so to make... Uh, to make a change in a, in a situation. And that's, re- that's a really hard thing to do a lot of times. And that's, but, but that's one of the big challenges is you find yourself in a situation that is not, and that's where you have to evaluate a situation. <clears throat> you know, you have to look at a situation and say, okay, Because there's different situations. There's situations where we've done something and now we're responsible for the situation, like being a parent. You know? So you, you've, done, you've done things and now you've created a situation. So to just walk away from it, maybe an escape or a lesser, a lesser action. Whereas you've created a situation, you have responsibilities, and so it's time to learn detachment and unconditional love. But there's other things that we've like wind ourselves into in life 
through our decisions, and maybe we're not, we weren't making really good decisions or we weren't thinking things through and we got in these entanglements. And that's where a, a decisive change can really be uh, the best solution. And that might, be in, might mean being really honest with someone. It might be just up and changing your situation. I, I, who knows what it, it'll, you know, a lot of times being honest le leads to things we never imagined. So, but that idea of needing to change a situation or a circumstance. Because you definitely, if, you've, if you have a responsibility, you definitely don't want to start running away from it. You know, because, the, because running away is easier than dealing with things. So that's where you have to really look at your situations and, and um, really meditate on things, I think, or, or really find some peace inside yourself and, and, and really get a sense of knowing or clarity on, on what needs to occur here. Because again, a lot of times it's a shift in your attitude, it's, a, it's some personal growth needs to happen just in your relationship to the situation. Other times it's you have to bring a change to the situation or put some energy into the situation to, let's say, illuminate or to bring more light to the situation and then that light will, will change things or alter things in some way. And that also takes detachment because you never know what's gonna happen if you be really honest with someone. You don't know how they're gonna react. Again, that comes back to the, the full circle, back to um, detachment. We have the right, you know, you have the right to act and be honest and c communicate clearly, but you know, don't think you're going to be able to control what happens necessarily. Yeah. Come on. At the same time, the idea is that in, in deep inside, in your heart, you do know that, that, deep, that inside you, that there, is that there is that knowing. And so I would say you start with attitude and, and, and you see if that's doing it. Because if you can really get to a place of um, unconditional love or uh, you know, real acceptance or forgiveness or, you know, whatever you need to bring to the situation, if you bring that to the situation with all your heart, then I think if you can get to that depth of yourself and offer that into the situation, you're going to see really clearly um, what needs to occur next. Because in, in that action of that internal change within yourself, there's going to be so much uh, clarity that comes with that. 
because it's also going to have an effect on the situation. So the situation, um, that situation can change. But also what happens is a lot of times we're looking at a situation and everything's in a certain format. You know, we're looking at the scene and there's the scene. But as soon as you start to change, then the scene starts to change. Because it's not like we're, we're um, not connected to our environment. And so as you start to make changes in, within yourself, it affects that direct circumstance, but it also starts to affect everything going on around you. And so all of a sudden, the, it's a different picture, and you look and you say, oh, I, did, I didn't think of that, or there's that too. And so trusting that as you get clear within yourself, then that clarity will apply to the situation also. Okay, so in your, um, my suggestion uh, during the week is in your own meditation, um, you know, when, once you get into that place of peace within yourself, so do your conscious relaxation, do your concentration, find your inner peace, and then you can um, start to like visualize the situation or visualize the interaction you, you need to have or whatever it is, and then from that place of peace, visualize it. But what you don't want to do is, if there's a real challenge in your life, you don't want to start out by focusing on that because it'll probably overwhelm you as it is currently maybe overwhelming you. Um, whereas if you sit down first, get your peace, get your calmness, might mean getting some exercise, whatever it is, um, before you sit down and then find that peace within yourself and then start to play with the, with the situation and, and, maybe, and maybe starting with like what inwardly you can shift around or what you can bring to the situation. And then if you can visualize it, there's a really good chance the next time that situation arises, you can remember, oh yeah, take a couple rolls of your shoulders and there you go. Say what needs to be said or, or do whatever. Okay, good. Well, um, thanks for your insights, everyone. And um, look forward to seeing everyone uh, next week. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.